Is today the day? Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host today and I am joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome Pastor Pat. Hi Julie, hi everybody. We are glad to be together again for another episode here. Um, we are working through the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapters 4 and 5. We are. Talking about living on purpose. And, you know, we're, we're not doing it in the dark. We have light yes. on in here, right? <laughs> that is right. And uh, yesterday you talked about living in the light mm-hmm. of his imminent return. Yes. Which is... Uh, Anticipation. Yeah. Right? Yes. And... Um, Frankly, we we don't hear a whole lot about anticipating the return of Jesus, right? You know, sometimes it feels like one of those things that like, because you hear the stories of them, like Renee mentioned last week. She said some of them were just sitting there being like, Jesus is coming any day Mm -hmm. now. And that was like how many thousands of years ago? Two. Yeah. Two thousand nearly. So I, I don't know. Maybe there's part of us that's like, well, Mm -hmm. not in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, it's easy to think that. Well, it is because nothing's happened, right? Yeah. And so so we start thinking, well, it could be another thousand years, you know? It could be tomorrow. It yeah. could be... Yeah. I, I think uh, we have to realize that uh, with God, time is nothing. Yeah. You know, it's so linear to us. I yes. mean, everything we do is around a calendar or a wristwatch yep. or a time clock or yeah and it's not that way with god no nope. time is linear for us but does he even measure time does god measure time you know the closest thing we get to it is uh there are times in some of the prophetics um that they talk about um um in a season and a season and a half you know it's kind of a vague uh reference to time a, yeah. a length of time but i overall you know um it's psalm says i think it's psalms it says one day with the lord is as a thousand, thousand years, years and yeah. a thousand years as one day and so i think in essence that would tell me that time <laughs> is really, um, he lives outside of time. You know, yeah. he's he's continually in the present, I'm sorry, the past, the present, and the future, yes. right? Uh, but he lives outside of those, although he's intimately a part of it. Yeah. Do I understand that? No. No. But I do understand that a spirit being that he is, that he yep. could do that, you know? That's cool. We can't. No. You know? I, I am looking forward to understanding that one day. Mm-hmm. And we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're in heaven, then we will uh, we will know as he is known. Yes. The scripture tells us. So I think, and you know, sometimes, Julie, we need to do a podcast on heaven yeah. and hell. Yes. So uh, we'll, we'll have to do that. We'll have yeah. to. We'll have to put that away and maybe get some questions. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question, send them our way. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't ever be afraid to uh, send in questions. And uh, we're not going to say so-and-so gave us this question. So you're <laughs> safe. 
And there's no such thing as a dumb question. There That's really right. isn't. No. You know? So, um, you know, you're, you're saying, well, I'm going to ask a question that everybody knows. Mm, no, not so much. No, probably if you're wondering it, there are at least three or four others that are Absolutely. wondering the same thing. And I always have an answer for everybody. <laughs> It may be I don't know, not, and I yeah, got to get back you to you, but I I always have an answer yeah. for you. But you know we so we're looking at the resurrection yeah. and the hope and the strength and the uh, joy and the energy um, that comes from that, um, and then we we live in the light of anticipating the return of Jesus, and so we we find ourselves doing that and. And according to the end of First Thessalonians, Thessalonians four, um, it's going to happen suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter five talks about it'll happen like a like a thief in the night. Yeah. So Pat, mm-hmm. this has been so as we plan out um, the messages, we always look ahead as as staff and the pastors have a meeting and they talk about what are we going to talk about next in the series. So anyway. Um, I don't know if you remember, but you guys were talking about it and I was kind of listening in a little bit and you talked about a thief in the night and that has stuck with me ever Mm -hmm. since then because if I'm honest, I don't like how it sounds. Mm -hmm. Mostly because that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible to have a thief break into your house and like steal your stuff. Mm -hmm. And that has been niggling in my brain since then. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you'll notice in the passage in First Thessalonians five, uh, he he talks about he gives a couple of illustrations. He says, um, "You guys know this is going to happen, and and it's like it'll happen like a thief in the night," and then gives another illustration like uh, suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin. Yeah. So I don't think it's I don't think it's meant to be negative. I, th- I think what he's saying is that just as it is shockingly surprising yeah. to um, for somebody to break into your house, um, so this will happen so shockingly it'll be a surprise to this world when, when it happens. And in fact, I was reading, where was I reading this? Um, um, I was reading. In my devotions, I, I was looking up some passages, and um, there's a passage that talks about, oh, is it Revelation? Mm. Uh, it talks about how that Jesus will return one day and people will mourn that oh. he's coming. In other words, yeah, they they didn't they di- they didn't believe in Jesus or he's been the brunt of a joke for two thousand yes. years or or he's been um, just kind of thrown to the side and and other things have taken his place Mm -hmm. and that there'll be people who have made fun and ridiculed this thing of Jesus return and when it happens it will not be joyful for them Mm. you know so there's this aspect of us that will be the happiest day we've ever had when Christ returns for others it'll be the saddest day because oh no this is true yeah you know and I don't, sometimes we don't think of that aspect of it. Oh, yeah. So um, recently, one of our families in the church had a horrific, yeah. horrific um, home invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
many things were they weren't home but many Thanks. things were taken a lot of vandalization vandalizing went on and uh, fortunately the thieves were caught but but it was a total shock and surprise oh, yeah. right and so jesus is just saying hey uh no man knows the hour Mm-hmm. You know, um, not even Jesus knows. Not the hour, even just Jesus. The Father, yeah. Jesus has limited himself in knowing this, and he's left it up to the Father. And and so the Father one day will say, "All right, this is the day." You know, <laughs> go, go. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And and so we live anticipating that this is going to be a part of our lives, and that it could happen in our lifetime. When I was in my mid-30s, this guy uh, wrote a book. I talked about it yesterday. 88 Reasons yeah. <laughs> why, why Jesus Will Come in 1988. And, um, and he even pegged October 4th as the day that Christ would come. Huh. Well, of course he didn't. No. And, and so the next year, I kid you not, 89 reasons why Jesus is uh, going to come in 1989. Oh, man. Well, after that, he hung it up. And so he, <laughs> oh, poor guy, tail well, between his legs, off he went. Yeah, all he had to do was read Luke twenty-four, where Jesus yep. said, "No one knows. The angels don't know. I don't know. Only the Father does." You know, so, um, so I, th- I think it's interesting that that we anticipate, um, and I think even with anticipating, we're going to be surprised when it happens. Yeah. You know, our niece gave birth while we were in Ohio last week uh, when um, our brother-in-law had passed. <laughs> Circle of life, right? Oh, man. And um, and so they knew that they were going to have a baby, you know? And, uh, and yet they were surprised that it was on that particular night. Yeah. Um, although they knew that sometime soon the imminent yeah. uh, arrival of Robin Laura Lee would happen. And so it's the same way with us. You know, we know it's going to happen. Yeah. But I think we'll be surprised uh, when it does. And do you think we'll know? Will it be like totally obvious? I think so. I I think when the Lord returns, I I think it will be obviously a worldwide event. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh man, these things are a little corny. But um, it's kind of like Jerry Jenkins and Tim LaHaye did the... um, uh, the rapture series oh, left of behind. books left yes. behind yeah yep and um but i i do think they kind of capture this worldwide event yeah. status of it and i think i think that that is very true mm-hmm. and so from that standpoint uh, it'll be undeniable yeah. <clears throat> you won't be able so to so i just think to when jesus was born there were a lot of people that didn't hmm. believe that right? that was actually happening they didn't believe he was really the son of god do you think there will be people that don't believe when jesus comes back they'll say ah that's not true this is just because of i think it'll be willful i don't think Mm -hmm. they can bring themselves to uh believe that that's what's happened i think you know aliens it'll be yeah it'll be something global warming or something global warming it'll probably be but uh, but i do think that uh people will try to make sense of something that's supernatural yeah and can't make sense of something that's supernatural. Yeah. That's why it's supernatural. So, <laughs> you know, and so, uh, so we, we talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then to the listener, I, I think one of the things that was so important 
is that we understand that while we live in the light of his anticipating his return, we actually live in the light of who Jesus is, yeah. that he that he lives in us, he works through us, and that we are the light of the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because we're reflecting his light. Yes. You know, it's kind of like the moon doesn't have light of its own. No, it's It's reflection. reflecting the sun. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's the same with us. Our light is reflecting what Christ, what he's inside of us, yeah. you know. And I would say to the point, if you're growing in the Lord, our light shines in such a way sometimes we don't even realize it's shining. Yeah. Just because, yes. just because we've grown and the decisions and how we make decisions and prioritize life and these different things. Um, and so I think that um, there is coming this time that right now we are light. That's why he hasn't returned yet. Um, we're his light. We're reflecting light. We're reflecting his love. And I think if ever there's been a time for the church to be risk takers. I think this is the day and age for it. You know, we, we live in, oh man, we live in this North American consumerism that, mm-hmm. that uh, cries out for us to choose safety, to embrace comfort, uh, avoid all chance of risk, yep. you know. And we have insurance out the wazoo for every conceivable thing. Yes, we do. We put the risk on a company so we don't have to have the risk. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, uh, you can't live a risk-free life. No, you can't. And live. You can exist trying to live that way. Yes. But you can't live. Yeah. You know? And so... I think in light of his resurrection, in light of his imminent return, I think Jesus is really calling the church in 2022 especially to take risks in loving, you know? What do you mean by that? How does that look? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus said in his teachings in Luke 21, he said um, he warns that Mm -hmm. there is risks in following him. You know, he... He says, even to the point in verse 16, he says, some may die. Mm. Well, none of us like to think about that, right? No. Um, but I, I think it's important that we, that we understand what that means. Not all believers will die, but some could die for their faith. That's the risk part, yeah. right? And, and I think um, our brothers and sisters in uh, North Korea and China yes. and in um, some of the Middle East countries, Syria and others where mm-hmm. uh, Afghanistan, um, Pakistan in some ways, um, these are dangerous places to be Christians. Obviously, there's many who have been imprisoned. Yeah. There's been people who have been killed for their faith. We don't, we don't experience that in North America like they do elsewhere. But I do think that we as believers in our quest for comfort and to avoid all risk, I, I think we can sometimes pull back on our faith mm, yep. and not live out an active faith of love, uh, but just draw a circle around us and our friends and family, and that's who we'll love, that's who we'll minister to. Yeah. That is not what Jesus has called us to that Jesus has called us to be the light of the world. 
He says in Matthew chapter 5, see, I got to preach in, didn't I? So <laughs> in Matthew chapter 5, he says that we're a light on a high hill. Yeah. Remember the song, um, This Little Light of Mine? I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, hide it under a bushel. No. no I'm going <laughs> to let it shine. And so um, that really is very important um, because we, we, we have stepped into this... Um, uh, this day and age that the early church was re-energized, reawakened, and they were excited to be risk takers. Mm -hmm. The gospel was that important. The love yeah. of Jesus was that important. And so God has called us to live in the light, reflect that light, and to be risk takers in loving others, in loving our enemies, in, in, um, uh, giving out the good news of Jesus mm -hmm. and uh, living as Renee taught yes. our quiet lives. Yep, simply. Mm -hmm. si living simply with our hands and our life is reflecting that light. Our lips reflect that light to those around us. And I think Jesus is really calling us to do that. Yeah. And, you know, well, what risk is there in living a quiet life? <laughs> well, I would say there's a lot of risk in living a quiet life because I think many times we're misunderstood for yes, doing that. I would agree. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in the workplace, when we keep our nose to the grindstone and we don't get caught up in the vortex of drama at work, um, you know, we can be um, mislabeled. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I think being a risk taker says, you know, I think what Jesus wants me to do is far more important and has uh, more eternal consequences than me to just give in yeah. to the darkness around mm -hmm. and blend mm -hmm. in. And it's easy to blend in the dark. Yes. But we're called to um, dispel darkness. Yeah. That's what we're called to do. And it takes risk to love somebody. And it takes risk to love our enemies. It does. It takes mm -hmm. risk to believe that all life is sacred. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that's exactly what Jesus is calling us to do. Um, you know, when death is off the line, when it's taken off the table um, because of eternal life with Christ, then life is freedom. Yeah. You know, and so we talked about that yesterday. Now we're free to love. We're free to serve. Yeah. We're, we're free to be misunderstood. We're, yeah. we're free to do all of that because of this powerful truth of resurrection and return, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. Yeah. So lots of, lots of things that we're thinking about and trying to think through about this. Regardless, I think the one thing, the takeaway, God has a purpose. For you and me, for mm -hmm. our listeners, God has a purpose, and he's got a plan. And we get to live in light of 2,000 years ago as resurrection. Yep and his imminent and I think soon return of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Pretty cool wow. stuff. It is. It's a it's it's almost like a difficult um tension to live between though mm -hmm. when you're describing um living simply and living differently from everyone else yet we also want to impact and walk alongside these people mm -hmm. so that we will win them to Christ or so that we will, you know, 
No, you're you're right on. Teach them about Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's almost like you have to have one foot on either side of the line. You do. Uh, I love your. It is. It's a dynamic tension, right? And um, it's kind of like I I think we're afraid people will think we're Amish. Well, the other thing is, if you're living in such (laughs) a quiet life, well, there. It's appealing. However, some people might, might not think it's appealing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and and I think um, I think that we're afraid that we'll be labeled yeah. uh, a fringe weird group or that boring. Boring, and, you know. Yeah. Who wants to be a Christian? That's boring. And and yet I would say my friend, that is where true freedom is. Yeah. The adventure of living a life in Christ is not boring. No. <laughs> when you're willing to step out of your comfort zone, when you're willing to take risks, when you're willing to do something new that you've never done before, oh, how can that be boring? Yeah. And so I, I think if you're living a boring life, you are not living the life that Christ has chosen for you to live and yeah. wants you to live. And... Maybe that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. That was a, a good and challenging. Mm-hmm. This is a, a good series, a, a really challenging one. It's very one challenging. I'm yeah. yeah I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with Pat with any feedback or if you have questions or if some of this sounds, sounds just like you want to talk about it more, you can mm-hmm. reach him at pat at waynefleetbic.com. If you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions, I'd love to hear from you as well. My email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in today, and uh, we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. You are loved.